0: This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now.
1: Good morning. It's Monday, July 27th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Just fair warning, this is going to be a little bit long one. We're heavy on the news this morning. At about 1 a.m. on Sunday evening, the Annapolis Police Department responded to numerous calls for a shooting at the Sunoco Gas Station in the 1200 block of Forest Drive. Once on the scene, they discovered a male suffering from a gunshot wound. He was flown to the R. Adams Cowley Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore in serious condition. And while they were treating him, there was a second victim that presented themselves at the Anne Arundel Medical Center and the police discovered a third victim on Boxwood Road, which is just off of Hilltop Lane near the Roger Pitmoyer Rec Center. The condition of those two is not immediately known. The police have not released any further details on the shooting, nor have they released any information on a possible suspect, if there is one. The Arundel County Department of Health was busy this weekend. On Sunday, they did an emergency closing and warned against swimming and other direct water contact in Boyd's Cove, which is just off the South River in Edgewater. It's in the Cape St. John area. And the closing is due to a 17,000-gallon sewage overflow that happened on July 25th from a 10-inch force main. They were able to recover about 6,000 gallons of the sewage, but 11,000 did get discharged directly into the headwaters of Boyd's Cove. That closing will remain in effect until August 1st, and they're saying that if you come into contact with the water, you're advised to wash well with soap and warm water, and any clothing should also be washed as well. In another health department news, on Friday night, they closed the Pennsylvania Dutch farmers market, which is known as the Amish market in the Harbor Center, for COVID-19 related violations. The health department cited them saying that employees failed to wear face coverings as required, and they did say that the market had received previous warnings through the issue of what they call order for immediate compliance. Now, to get reopened, they're going to have to submit a written request describing the actions that will be taken to resolve the face covering violations. That seems pretty straightforward to me, and they're going to need a reinspection as well. Once that is done, their license will be reinstated by the Department of Health. This is the first facility that the county has closed due to any COVID-19 violations. However, management of the market does say that they were in compliance, but they did not have a chance to argue their case when they were shut down on Friday. Now, they are only open three days a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday normally, so I suspect they're going to be back in action on Thursday. Over in Annapolis City, the Department of Recreation and Parks has suspended operations of their community enrichment camps indefinitely. One of the campers tested positive for COVID-19, and they have begun contact tracing for the family of the impacted child. The city has been running those camps since June 29th, and they do say that they had complied with all regulations and recommendations. And as sort of a preview, the new pool at Truxton Park will be dedicated a little bit later this morning, and it will be open to the public on August 1st. All right, let's get into some better news. The Anne Arundel County Department of Aging and Disabilities had a real win last week. It was their telephone reassurance program. And what this is, it's a daily well check phone call that they make to isolated older adults. It's especially important during the pandemic when they may be alone. Essentially, what happens is a staff member calls up at the same time every day and just says, Hey Mary, hey Frank, whatever your name is, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Is there anything we can do for you? Typically they'll have a little bit of a conversation. It becomes almost like a friendship, but they know that it's coming every single day. Well, they They called one day. They didn't get an answer. They alerted 911. The police did respond, and they did find that the female from Glen Burnie was in need of medical attention, and she was non-responsive in her residence. She was transported to a local hospital, and she is recovering. Fantastic program. If you have any people that are homebound, any seniors, anybody with a disability, you want to get them signed up on this one. You can go to aacounty.org and then you want to surf over to services and programs and then you want to look for the telephone reassurance program or you can call 410-222-4257. On Friday, County Executive Pittman announced that the Eviction Protection Fund has been increased to $4.5 million. Initially, that was there for a million dollars, and it is to help low-income households retain their apartments or their homes. This all comes from the $120 million the county received from the Coronavirus Relief Fund, and it is being managed by the Arundel Community Development Services. If you are a low-income household and you do need assistance with rent, you can apply online. It is fairly easy. You can go to ACDS. Inc. org to do that. Now, courts are going to be resuming hearing cases on evictions starting on August 31st. So you do have some time, but don't hesitate. Last week, the Severn River Association and Oyster Recovery Partnership were celebrating. They planted 16.9 million juvenile oysters in the Severn River at the mouth of Weems Creek. This is in connection with Operation Build a Reef. And if you remember a couple years ago, we went out there while they put all these spats in there. They didn't do anything last year because of the rains. It wasn't ideal to plant oysters, but they did it this year. Now, this all came about by bushels on the SPAT fundraiser that they had. People could buy a bushel of SPAT, and they were delivered last week and planted at the mouth of Weems Creek. So that's pretty cool. We're doing stuff to keep the bay clean. Want to find out more on that stuff? You can go to buildareef.org or oysterrecovery.org. They're right there on West Street. And finally, as we wrap it up, the mural honoring Brianna Taylor that was painted here in Annapolis was scheduled to be dedicated yesterday, but it was postponed due to the coronavirus, of course, as everything is. Well, on their Facebook page, Future History Now said that in keeping with the county executive order number 27, which prohibits outdoor gatherings of more than 50 people, the Brianna Taylor ground mural dedication as being postponed. They did say it definitely will be rescheduled when it's safe for everybody to do and everybody can be included. And this is Jeff Huntington and his group, and he is a real asset to the community. Painting this mural was a real community effort led by Huntington and Future History Now. You want to check it out in person, go to Chambers Park. It's in the parole section of Annapolis. And honestly, this thing is visible from space. It's that big. You also want to check out their website at futurehistorynow.org. You can find out more on the mural, how it was done. You can see a time-lapse aerial video of it being done. And more importantly, you can donate to help Jeff, Julia, and his team continue doing what they are doing. I did. I'm proud to support them. I think Jeff and those guys are doing fantastic work here in the city of Annapolis. All right. That does wrap it up for us today. I told you it was going to be a long news day. Please make sure you're checking out ionannapolis.net for updates to these stories and more throughout the day as they come in throughout the day. If you're someplace you can leave us a rating or a review, please do that and let your friends and family and colleagues know how to get a podcast, how to download this one and how to subscribe. You need to hang tight. We have George Young coming up as we have every single day and it is Monday. So we have Ann Alcina with Covington Alcina with your Money Monday report.
2: sunshine
3: nothing else can make me feel so
2: fine
0: going out you need the most up-to-date local weather here's George young from DMV weather in Annapolis with today's forecast
2: hey everyone this is George with dmv weather and this is your eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday July 27th yesterday brought more 90s across all of Anne Arundel County after a fairly hot and humid Saturday, and today and tomorrow will bring more of both with temps in the 90s each day as heat index values reach 100 plus degrees for most as well to kick off the last work week of July 2020. Then after some storms Tuesday p.m., possibly into Wednesday a.m., temps will be a bit closer to normal for this time of year with highs in the upper 80s to low 90s Wednesday through the weekend. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website each day at dmdweather.com. The SPCA of Anne County invites you to Take the Plunge Challenge. Post a picture or a video on social media of your pet cooling off in the Severn River or your kiddie pool, maybe the quiet waters doggy beach, wherever, is the hashtag #TakeThePlungeChallenge. Challenge. Donate if you can and share with your friends. This summer, the SPCA Puppy Plunge goes virtual so you can still help care and find homes for surrendered cats and dogs. For details, go to AACSPCA.org.
0: Your money. Managing and investing it can be confusing and sometimes scary. Here to help you put your financial picture into focus is Ann Alsina from Covington Alcina with your Monday Money Report.
3: This is Anne Alsina of Covington-Alcina with your Monday Money Report. Last week, the market started off well, but dropped Thursday and Friday. Thursday saw unemployment claims rise for the first time in months. Friday, approximately one quarter of the S&P 500 reported earnings, while 80% of the companies that reported beat the earnings estimates. The earnings were still down, meaning the market expected bad news, and the companies delivered, just not quite as bad as expected. What's the average investor supposed to do with this information? To be honest, not much. If you believe most of us are going to get up and go to work tomorrow and companies will still be providing products and services the rest of us want to buy, the equities market or stock ownership in publicly traded companies is still your best bet for long-term asset growth. Continuing to invest in your 401k, IRA, or other investment account in a diversified portfolio that's aligned with your goals and risk tolerance is a time-tested approach. There is one big pothole on your life's journey that most of us will not manage to avoid. If you're married, the odds are that at least one of you will need long-term care at some point. That may be someone coming into your home, an assisted living facility, or skilled nursing care. And the bigger question is, how do you pay for that? We had a question come in about using Medicaid trusts to preserve assets and let the government cover your long-term care expenses. I'm not an attorney and don't draft those documents. But the quick overview is this. Medicare, the health insurance most of us use starting at age 65, does not cover long-term care. It will pay for skilled nursing care as long as you are improving medically. So if you have a fall or a stroke and need rehab, Medicare will pay for that up until the day you stop improving. Long-term custodial care or help with what are called activities of daily living is not covered by Medicare or other health insurance. In the local area, you're easily looking at $8,000 a month for a facility, if not more. It's easy to see how quickly you can run out of money without long-term care insurance or very deep pockets. Enter the Medicaid Trust. Medicaid is a government program for health care, including long-term care, for people without other resources. To qualify for Medicaid as a single adult in Maryland, you can have no more than $2,000 in total assets. Once you've spent down to that level, you can qualify for Medicaid to pick up your long-term care expenses. Congress realized, though, that people would often give away their assets to their children to qualify for Medicaid. So now they look back over the last five years to see if you've given away money. Every state is different, but in Maryland, For every $6,800 you give away, your eligibility for assistance is pushed out by one month. Enter the Medicaid trust. An attorney can draft the trust documents, and then you retitle your assets into the trust. After five years, you have no assets and are past the look-back period and would then immediately qualify for Medicaid should you need care. Some people feel there are moral issues with this. You have the means but are asking the government to pay for you instead. Some people feel these are the rules, and if Congress didn't want the taxpayer to cover this, they would change the rules. I look at two practical sides of this. First, it's complicated. At a time when most people are trying to simplify their lives, this does the opposite. Second, consider quality of life. The facilities that accept Medicaid patients directly, that is, you enter the facility not as a private payer who then runs out of money, but as a Medicaid recipient from day one, often have long waiting lists to get in. And those facilities are not going to have the same amenities. Instead of a menu to order from, you may have one or two options at each meal. You'll probably have a roommate instead of a private room. The activities may not be as robust, and so on. Every family is different, and everyone needs to make their own decisions about this. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Have a question you want answered? Drop us a line at info at or check out our Facebook page to learn more. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC, investment advice offered through Great Valley Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor, Covington Alcina and Great Valley Advisor Group are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance references, is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. LPL Financial and Covington Alcina do not provide tax or legal advice. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. And if you don't have a financial advisor, come talk to us. This is Ann Alcina with Covington Alcina.
1: Have you ever been to the Annapolis Mall when it opens for the day? Maybe you've noticed the line of folks waiting to get into the Apple store. As you may know, I'm a Mac user, and today's episode of the Daily News Brief, in fact, all of the episodes of the Daily News Brief have been produced right here on my Mac computer. What you might not know about is MacMedics. m-a-c-s or if you're not into the whole letter thing 410-757-6227 stop by their retail store in Saverna park on benfield road or their service center in lanham right off of route 50 or you can always check them out online at macmedics.com i'll tell you they've saved me quite a few times and i know they can save you
0: you've been listening to the eye on annapolis daily news brief